Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am so thrilled to be here with Shahada Kareem, who is going to be talking all about health and fitness for women over 45, a topic near and dear to me. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion, and I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, our guest is Shahada Kareem, and she believes the most effective way to connect is through plain speech, clear direction, and decisive action. She grew up dabbling in forms of yoga to stretch overworked muscles from too many hours in the gym. In 2012, she committed to learning as much as she could about yoga with her first certified training in Hatha technique. She has since been certified in hot power fusion, yoga sculpt, and yin yoga. In 2017, she expanded her studies to Ayurveda and its specific connection to nutrition and physical expression. In 2018, she founded Habibi Sport to focus on sustainable choices and habits that encourage health and wellness for life. She developed Nourish, a personalized nutrition program that works with an individual's unique taste proclivities, habits, and emotional triggers to help them reach optimum health and wellness. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here. What a wonderful topic today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I am excited to dive into this today, um, health and wellness for women over 45, because I mean, I'm in that category (laughs) just barely, but I'm there. Um, And I mean, our bodies change, things shift and change and ebb and flow. So it is, it's a different, it's a different space than when I was 25. That's for sure. Absolutely. And I don't know that we are really supported in that change. I think that we are in this perpetual cycle of wanting to stay young. Everything is anti-aging. Everything is fighting the aging process. And the truth is that the aging process is a beautiful thing. It does not mean that you are supposed to sit it out and you're supposed to just break down and fall apart as you age it does mean that your body is changing. And the best way to be successful throughout the entire process from birth, from beginning to end, is to recognize those changes, meet those changes where they are, and evolve from that. So my approach is to ask people where they are right now. What's happening right now? I don't wanna hear about when you were 18 or when you were 20. What's going on right now and how can we evolve from this space where you are in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was sharing with you before we start recording, but my friend and I, who she just turned 51 um, and we were discussing how like, it's harder to get up and down off the floor and it's like, okay, I need to get my shit together so that (laughs) I can get up and down because 
that's important. <laughs> it, it, it's really a respect for me of the body. So it's hard for me to get up and down, but what is preventing me from getting up and down? What is it? Is it my knee? Is it my hip? Is it my low back? Am I out of breath? Do I have to go to the side before I stand right up or sit right down? All of those things are taken into consideration. I'm a huge fan of asking myself, what do you need right now? How are we going to get through this thing that we need to get through? What's happening? I encourage that dialogue with your body, that dialogue with not only what's happening on the outside, but also what's happening on the inside. How do I feel today? Am I bloated? Do I feel a little sluggish or weighed down? Or do I have a burst of energy? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Having those kind of conversations and opening up that dialogue with yourself will really help you be more honest about what you need right now. And that is really how we learn and how we evolve. I'm convinced that we disconnect from our bodies. We, we tend to look at everything on the outside. What Not only what someone else looks like or what someone else is doing, but also how we feel we should present on the outside. Instead of asking ourselves on the inside, what do we need right now? What's happening? The thing that no one talks about in the, in the aging process, I mean, there have been a few books published just from an anecdote, anecdotal perspective, and then the rest is just medical research that none of us read anyway because we're not doctors. But the aging process that a woman goes through when she's perimenopausal, that is real. And, and let's not even talk about menopause. But just when your body starts going, oh, guess what? We're going to change and we're going to do exactly what we want to do today. We're going to just uh, just today. We're going to put on an extra 15 pounds of water because it's <laughs> yep, that's yep. what we feel like doing today. We're going to grow two cup sizes because it's a random Sunday because that's just what we feel like doing today. We have no energy. We don't even want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 38 and every now and then my face is like, you're getting a cystic pimple. Deal with it. <laughs> You know, I I think that that was the biggest surprise to me as so I've always had oily skin. Mm -hmm. And as I started creeping into my 40s, it's only been in like the last two years I've noticed I rarely get acne anymore. And when I do, it's a big old zit. But it's a thing, like it's so rude. Like I'm not 14 anymore. Why is this happening? Yeah, it's that's amazing that dealing with the hormonal surges, that's a real thing. And they can be balanced with nutrition. They can be balanced with movement. You just have to know what it is. Today, I'm different than I was yesterday. And that's not just, you know, esoterically speaking, you are literally a day older Maybe you had a rough night sleeping. Maybe you ate or drank something the night before that has caused a tremendous amount of uncomfortable bloat the next morning and your body is not interested in shedding it. The more we learn about these things, the more we can take steps to bring ourselves back into balance. Balance is a never ending exercise. There is no point where you just sit and go, okay, I'm balanced, I quit, I'm done. We're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. And it would be a really good idea as you age to keep up with those changes and that evolution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think as we age and every everybody ages so differently too. I mean, no two bodies are the same, but, you know, I've noticed my flexibility isn't what it quite used to be, but I'm also aware, like, 
I can do things to take care of that. Like flexibility is a thing that we can retrain our body. Like it comes back fairly quickly if, if, if we help it along and you know, it, it may, you know, just like getting up and down off the floor. I'm like, okay, I need to get working at this again. Like, yes, I do yoga, not every day, but at least three, four times a week, Mm -hmm. but I'm not doing the right stretches for what I need. Right. Like my hamstrings, the stretches for us is joint health. Yeah. We have to really pay attention to the way our joints move because they're not the same. Right. So we're a little creaky. Sometimes we have to take that creakiness into consideration and be very mindful about the way we move our bodies. When we were talking earlier about how like, when you're younger, you just throw your body into a position because, you know, you can. And if, if something breaks, like your body repairs itself so fast, we'll figure it out. Yeah, hit 40 and try that. And your body's like, ha ha, we're going to stay broken. <laughs> you know, we you're just a little more careful. We are yeah. definitely more conscious about what is happening, but it is not, it's not um, an opportunity for us to just resign ourselves to that's just the way things have to be. You can absolutely learn how to be flexible again. When I was younger, throwing my body into the splits was not a big deal. Today, I can do it. It takes me a minute. I'm not going to throw my body into that position because I would like for everything to be intact when I come out of that position. <laughs> You'd like to have working hips. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and in a recent training I did, um, she used a phrase that really resonated with me, um, referring to joints and motion is lotion. And I was like, Oh, that's a good one. I had not heard that before. I love that. Lubricate your joints, move it or lose Mm -hmm. it. That's what I tell people. You have to build up that synovial fluid. You have to lubricate your joints. If you sit, you become sedentary. That's why you feel some kind of way when you've been sitting for a really long time and you try to stand up. It's like, oh, wait, okay, this is going to take me a second. I can't just (laughs) hurl myself into a standing position. I've been sitting too long. The same thing happens to us in life. If we are sedentary throughout our lives, getting that mobility It takes some time and we have to be committed to it. One of the things that I feel like we miss in the aging process is we are so connected to what we used to be able to do that we get very frustrated if we can't pick up where we left off. That causes a lot of people to quit. I can't, I used to be able to do this when I I was 18. I'm like, well, sweetie, you're not 18 anymore. So let's try to do it when you're 45. Let's try to do it when you're 50. Let's try to do it when you're 60. It is possible. It just takes consciousness and patience and time. It takes some consideration for the body that you're in now. This is your body. You can live with it and you can really cultivate it and grow it into something amazing, or you can give up on it. The body is the body. Your connection to it is really what I like to emphasize. This is your body. Let's, what do you want from this body? Because it will do what you ask it to do if you ask it properly. And your body, yeah, your body will tell you everything you need to know. You have 100%. to be willing to listen to it. 100%. Um, even as a teacher, I will, I will, I am, I'm comfortable confessing this now because I've been doing it for a while and my ego is out of the way. But when I took my first training, um, I was in the room with a lot of 18 year olds and they could do things. 
without thinking and weren't necessarily taught to do those things. They just were fearless. They could hurl their bodies into these positions. And it was very nerve wracking for me because my body was different. My body was in its thirties. It was disinterested in hurling itself into an inversion or hurling itself into the splits. It's like, no, we're not doing that. So I would be very self-conscious as a teacher in another person's class because those students would know that I was a teacher. And if I couldn't do the things that the teachers were asking me to do, it was very stressful for me. I felt this need to perform and I could not compete with the 18 year old body or the 25 year old body. So I had to get out of my own way and learn how to not only be comfortable in this body, but learn how to evolve this body to my best abilities. Because like you said, everybody is different. And it did take some time and it took a lot of soul searching to be like, these kids are like 13. <laughs> what are you stressed out about? <laughs> what are you going through changes about? But again, I feel like that messaging that um, that feeling is cultivated in our language in the health and wellness space. We are in a space where acceptance, we talk about acceptance, but we don't really practice it. We don't really practice evolution in that acceptance. Acceptance is not apathy. It does not mean that you give up. It means that you recognize what is happening right now and you respect it. And then if you choose do something to evolve from that space because that's also a choice. Acceptance doesn't mean that you have to sit there and give up, but it also doesn't mean that you have to be forced to do something else. If you like being here, be here. But if you're stressed out about being here, let's talk about doing something different. Yeah. And you said just a few minutes ago, you said, you know, you got to get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's often the biggest barrier is we just get in our own way. We get in our own head. And once you get out of your own way, like you wouldn't get in your best friend's way, the way that you get in your own way. Right. Oh my God. That's so, thank you. You're absolutely, we are so terrible to ourselves. Yes. We would never treat our friends this way. Yes. It's so true. It's I've watched people just not do it because they might not be able to do it right. I tell people all the time, first of all, nobody in this room is looking at you. They're all trying to breathe and figure it out themselves. <laughs> and if they're looking at you, they don't need to be in this class anyway, because clearly this class is not, it's not giving them what they need, right? But I do have people tell me sometimes in a class setting, like, I just, I just, I don't think I'm ready because I don't, what if I can't do all the things? Nobody can do all the things. It's fine. I can't do all the things. Nobody knows everything. No one can do everything. But why don't you come in here and be curious about what you can do? How about we try there? We just get curious. Maybe I can do this. And maybe your body's like, nope, that's not happening today. And please say that's not happening today because it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and going back to the topic of hormones mm -hmm. and it's actually one of the most researched parts of yoga is that it can help with hormone regulation. It is one of the most researched and proven things about yoga, but nobody talks about it. Got it. And I've had people come to my classes and I've had people reach out to me and say, my doctor says I need yoga. 
You know, and they're just, they just get, and that literally is the tone that they use. My daughter told me to do this, so, yes. you know. I don't want to do yoga. It's boring, it, but they don't want me to do yoga. I don't want to sit here and breathe. Like, I don't even know what you're doing here. I had a lady, one of my, she is now a treasured client, but the way that we met was so funny. I was coming out of a class and I was teaching a hot yoga class. We were teaching Bikram and I came out of the class and it's just, everybody's drenched. And it's hot. It was 130 degrees in there. Nobody can think. Everybody's just going heading for the showers. And as the teacher, even though I didn't practice the class, I'm all sweaty. So I'm out there toweling off. And this lady walks in the door. And I thought she had left the studio and then come back into the studio because she was sweaty and glowy. And I said, how did you like the class? And she's like, oh, I don't believe in any yoga stuff. I didn't want to know why you people are so happy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> She's like, I don't, you, you people, you come out of here and you're all glowing and you're all happy. I said, well, for one thing, it was really freaking hot in there. You know, <laughs> everybody's sweating and trying to figure out their life choices. But would you like to know? And she's like, I'm not going to a class. Like, can you train me? Can you just kind of like talk to me and like, can we figure it? And I said, absolutely. That was three years ago. She's like my best friend ever. She's such a sweetheart, but she had to really open up to the possibility of doing something different. She was a runner. She was very aggressive. She chased fitness. She chased wellness. She chased nutrition. It was a very aggressive behavior for her. It, she was not interested in just sitting down and saying, okay, where am I right now? And she's, she's 61. It's like, Ma'am, you can't keep beating your knees up like this. Like, I know your hips are crying. I can hear them from here. You running on concrete is not a really good, it's, your body doesn't want it. So why don't we not chase the aesthetic? Why don't we not chase this thing that you think you are supposed to have because society told you you were supposed to have it? And let's ask your body what it actually needs. How about we pursue it that way? She's so much happier now. And she loves yoga loves it now she craves it but before she was like i don't, mm, I just want to stretch i want to do all that I, that sounds like a lot i it's really involved and i don't want to be bothered you know and i think you know if people's first introduction to yoga is and and i'm not like harping on core power yoga but like if that's your first introduction to yoga i can see where it's like intimidating. I, it, it's super fast paced. You just move from pose to pose. Um, cause I've had several of my clients had only ever experienced core power yoga and they were like terrified of doing yoga with me, but then they start working with me and they're like, this is yoga. This is how you do it. I love this, <laughs> you know? So it's all about finding the style that fits you and the instructor that fits you. You just, I don't, I'm just going to assume that you didn't know that I taught for core power yoga for six years. I did not know that. <laughs> no, I love, love, love that you didn't know. And I love that you bought it up because I can actually speak to that. I can speak to it. Core power yoga is designed to get a body in there that is afraid of yoga and is specifically designed to get a body in there that's used to CrossFit mm. or going to the gym. That's why it's aggressive. It yep. is specifically designed for a non-yoga body. So if that's the first time you experience yoga, I am so sorry. 
because you go hard. <laughs> it's an exercise class. It's a cardio yeah. class. Yeah. It's not a yoga. Yeah. All the time. What's the difference between a yoga class and a fitness class? If you can't tell me, then this is not yoga. We're just moving our bodies, aren't we? It's hot. We're sweating. There's some real questionable lyrics in, this, in the playlist. And we're just moving our body. I love that you brought this up. This makes me so happy. <laughs> because as a former teacher of core power and having learned other styles and other, um, not just styles of movement, but styles of breathing and styles of being, I can say with certainty that I appreciate my time there. I learned a lot. But I am glad that that's not where it stopped for me. Was because that? I think, can you say it again? Oh, I was just going to ask, was that your first segue into yoga was core power? No, that was, that was my first segue into energetic yoga. Mm-hmm. I grew up around very calm, meditative, not that much movement. A lot of breathing, a few mm-hmm. things, but I will say that part of the double-edged sword of, of a yoga that is very calming is that you see your teacher put her foot behind her head and you think that that can never happen because you've never been taught to do that. You just think yeah. that that's what your teacher does. That actually yeah. happened to me in a class before, long before Core Power. I had this great teacher who taught a very um, gentle and definitely very beginner friendly class. And as I got better, I would just go to more and more of her classes. And then one day this lady put her head, her foot behind her head and I was baffled. How did you do that? How did that happen? Well, I, I don't even know what's happening right now because you never taught us how to do that. And now you're doing it and now I'm intimidated. Now I don't want to be in this class. So when I started teaching at Core Power, there was a step ladder of physical learning. First you do this, and then you do that, and then you do this. It's very, very practical, which you do not always find in the yoga space. Sometimes, especially if you're dealing with a purist, you'll find, oh, just breathe and let go and it'll happen. Well, that's not happening in my 40-year-old body, okay? My foot's not going behind my head. That's literally, it's not happening. So what else you got, right? So I will say with core power, it was, okay, you want to learn how to get your foot behind your head? This is the first stretch that you do. This is the second stretch that you do. This is the strength training that you do. This is the joint rehab that you do. Very, very super practical, not spiritual at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Super practical approach to wanting to do other things with your body. If you're going to core power for the spiritual connection, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. But if you want a core power to learn how to increase your oxygen, to, to figure out what to do with your joints, to figure out what to do with your physical body, that's the spot for you. But if we're talking about actual spirituality, actual movement as medicine, actual movement as meditation, the the actual mind-body connection, that's not your space. Mm -hmm. And I can respectfully say that. And I think they will respectfully understand what I'm saying because I was very vocal about that um, as my years progressed and I learned more. I don't believe, do they even incorporate any of the eight limbs? It's, it's strictly just an they awesome. Do. They do. I will tell you, I mean, cause I'm just out here telling core powers business. <laughs> You're telling all the dirty secrets. <laughs> they do, but they do it in a super practical, super secular way. 
which is why people come out of the room feeling super good, even though they're dying because they sweat their butts off, but they feel really good and they don't know why. A lot of people who go to Core Power know that they feel really good, but they have no idea why they feel really good because no one tells them. We just use it in the teaching mechanism and you get tricked into feeling really good. It is absolutely um, based in the eight limbs, but the eight limbs are never mentioned. Interesting. That's, that's the magic. That's why core power is what it is. That's why when I was teaching there, I can't speak to where they are now, but when I was teaching there, they had like 87% of the market or something insane like that because people felt good. They didn't know why they felt good. They got a great workout, but it wasn't the same as going to the gym because the teachers are skilled at teaching non-yoga minds and non-yoga bodies how to get into a yogic state while also kicking your ass. That's fascinating. But if you want to go and like really talk about the eight limbs, if you want to talk about um, any of the spirituality, core power is hundred percent, not your place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, like I said, with my couple clients that had gone there, um, you know, they just didn't even understand yoga like like they knew the poses only because it was like you know arms overhead forward fold chaturanga down up dog step back like and and it's just it's fast it's fast it's it's put your foot here here. yes it's put this here do this do that and you are actually not taught um to slow down and feel if you're in a pose too long listen to your body the one I remember, I had this teacher and I still love him. And if he ever starts teaching again, I'm going to be like right in the front of his class. He had us in warrior two. It felt like 20 minutes. It probably was only three. I thought I was going to die. Yep. Really, I was like, this man is trying to kill me. There's no way in the world I should be. Why are all of these things firing? All these muscles are firing. I can't breathe. What is happening? I know this pose. I teach this pose. Why, why is this killing me? And his, his, he used to teach to not just a theme, but he would weave the yogic philosophy through every class. And it was just, his classes were just delicious. And the whole time he's telling the story and I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Get me out of this floor. I'm literally going to collapse. Like in three, two, one, I'm hitting the floor. Some of his most amazing classes would have a total of maybe eight poses in them. And we'd be in there for an hour. It made me really curious about, I was like, okay, I don't know everything. I need to go learn more things because this is amazing. I don't know why I feel so good. Like a core power student, right? I don't know why I feel so good. This is amazing. Teach me more. And I just glommed onto him. I was like his star student. I was like, teach me, teach me, teach me. Tell me another story. <laughs> because, it, but it was new. It was very new. And I had been teaching, I think at that point, I had been teaching for about four years. So I was still fairly new. Um, and it was a lot that I didn't know. And I hadn't learned that the more you learn, the less you actually know. And he just opened up a world and I was like, I got to learn more stuff. I got to read more books. I got to take more trainings. I have to do more things. And what happened with me personally is that in these trainings, in these, in this, this journey, I started to listen to my own body and I'm like, ma'am, you were in your forties. How do you approach this 
from the space that you're in, not from the space of let's teach a bunch of 20 year olds or a bunch of 30 year olds. Your body is who changes. How do you take all of this information and let people in your age category and beyond know that it can be applied in their body in real time? This is not just for 20 year olds. That's the other thing about core power. A lot of 20 year olds are going. Yes, yes, yes. Which is why they get bored easily and you got to keep the pace moving and you got to keep the music pumping and you got to keep them interesting because they're interested because they have a very short attention span. And I realized that I was like, okay, I've learned everything that I can learn here. I had a really good time. I learned a lot, but it was time for me to grow and it was time for me to move on. And when I moved on, I moved on with hugs and love and, you know, they let me go beautifully and gracefully. It was, it was a really lovely um, departure. And some of those people, what's, what's crazy is that one of the, the person that I sent the email to, I said, it's time. It is literally time. And she said, I get it. And I love you. And you've learned so much. And then she went off and started her own yoga school. <laughs> so now I have more to learn because she teaches um, thinking body, moving mind, or I can't remember it. It's thinking body, something mind, but it switches the mind body connection instead of the mind thinking the body does the thinking. Mm, yeah. And it, to see her move is like to witness water in a human form. It is the most beautiful thing. And now like, that's my next thing. Like, I'm just going to chase her down and say, please, please, please teach me. (laughs) And don't you feel, you know, going back to this over 45 thing too, like, I feel like the older I get, the more I want to learn. Like, I understand why 60 year old people go back to college to get a master's. Like it never made sense to me before. I'm like, you're ready to retire. Why do you need a master's? But I get it now. Like we want to learn all the information. Right. And it's like, the more you learn, the less, you know, and for me, it really, what really clicked for me was having this dialogue with my body and understanding that your body, this place that you're in, get rid of your, of your 20 year old thinking, get rid of, you're not 20 anymore, ma'am. You're not, you're not 30. Like what's happening right now. And, and the other thing about aging that no one tells you about, unless you're like, you know, the, the great aunt telling the little kid, <laughs> There are parts of it that is just, they're just amazing and fascinating. I didn't even know I could feel this way. I had no idea that this was possible. You know, there are certain things that we carry as young people that just fall away as you get older. It's like, yeah, you know what? I don't care. And I really actually don't care. Like, (laughs) I'm not saying I don't feel like I really just don't care. And that is freeing. There, that is so liberating to know that you got out of your own way. Yeah, the insecurities and the doubts and the things that that prevented you from doing it anyway. Yes, it sucks. Do it anyway. You know. Yes, it, this is challenging. I'm scared. I don't have all the answers. Do it anyway. That happened when I was older, and I love that. I love that now. I actually have that curiosity. And my first thought isn't, well, I'm going to suck at this. So I'm not even going to try because it's going to suck. And I, I want to be able to compete. It's not a competition. The competition is with the person in the mirror. <laughs> no one else cares. Yep. Everything outside of your body has nothing to do with the functions on the inside of your body. It's mm. really important that we start thinking about moving from the inside out because yes. society is hard enough. Life is hard enough. <laughs> Let's listen to what's happening on the inside. 
Beautiful. Well, Shahada, this has been such a great conversation. I could talk to you for like days. Um, (laughs) um, If anyone would like to connect with you, find out more about what you do. um, Your website is habibibodysport.com. And I have a clickable link in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, you can go find that link. Um, But let us know about some of the stuff they might find on your website. What kind of offerings you have? We separate um, our website into two categories, inside and outside. So we have a virtual training module, or you can book me physically, or you can come to a class physically. But we also take care of the inside with nutrition. What people forget is that nutrition supports fitness. You can pound your body to a pulp and really set yourself up for harm down down the line for chronic injury and chronic pain if you are not taking care of the inside back to the philosophy of inside out thinking. So I like to emphasize with people first, their nutrition. It's a boring subject. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's fine. I get it. But we also take that listening to your body approach with the nutrition, which is what I think makes us unique. What do you need right now? What is your body asking for? The joke is always people tell me, well, my body's asking for cake. And I'm like, actually, your body's asking for sugar and fat. Right. Let's talk about that. It doesn't know what cake is. You know what cake is, but the body just wants sugar. So let's yep. talk about that. If we respect what it's asking for and we listen to it, we take the stigma out of cravings. We take the stigma out of feeling like we don't have the willpower to lose that 20 pounds or to do the thing that we think is so important that's really not important. But we think it's important because society told us it was important that we have to look a certain way and we have to eat a certain thing. If we actually listen to what the body is asking for, you can, you can set yourself up for sustainable success if you become your best friend. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing You're with so our welcome. listeners. This has been wonderful. And thank, thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey discover this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next episode.